Hello and welcome back to the Humans of James River Season 2, Episode 3. Today you'll be hearing from a 17-year-old female at James River High School speak on her transgender sister. I hope that you all enjoy. So, for about a year, um, I've had a sibling that recently came out as transgender, and it's been kind of, it's been a, an experience that taught me a lot, and it's been an experience that, um, really, um, it was a difficult experience, yeah, and it's just, like, I, there was a lot of self-doubt involved, and there was a lot of, like, emotional stuff but in the end I mean I'm here now and I'm just excited to tell you about it um so about a year ago um well it all started kind of like before that um the sibling that I have um used to go by a male name and now she's in transition to be female completely and she's just like her whole life kind of like things have been leading up to that like a couple years before um there were signs there were certain signs that i feel like we all kind of saw but really like we ignored we weren't really like sure what to what to look for for this kind of thing just because we all had never like my family it's my mom and my dad and like older brother and now my younger sister and we all kind of had no idea what to look for necessarily um so it's just like oh this is something something's different about her but we never suspected that she was like feeling all these feelings um in terms of her identity and so she started growing her hair out a couple years before like I would say I don't know, like, like, we all told her, like, don't, or don't let your hair grow out, it's going to get in your face, like, she did activities, all the time then it was a he, like, he did, like, all these activities, like, theater, um, and violin, and she would have to, like, kind of clip her, his, her hair back, um, I still don't even know what to say, just because it's all, it's still kind of new, um, Unfortunately, I, I'm still getting used to it, but, um, yeah, and we were just, I, I definitely, like, pressured her to, like, cut her hair and fit into all these, like, masculine, um, picturesque masculine, like, images, and, um, she wouldn't, like, I don't know, just little things, and my mom sent me down one day at the end of last summer, it was a really good summer, um, I did a lot of things, and she told me that, I mean, it was the dead, and, like, I was about to start junior year, like, I was really stressed out, and she told me that the sibling, or this person that I've known my whole life, was immediately going to start going with different pronouns, like the, like, she, her, hers pronouns, and um, a new, a brand new name, and this was all supposed to happen, like, 
an hour ago, she was just different, like a different person to me. And suddenly she were, she was given in my head at least these like, this completely different persona. And when she told me, I mean, I just started crying and I had no idea why. I remember crying, I remember she was crying. I remember thinking this is the biggest thing that's ever gonna happen to me because to me, not knowing what was happening at all, I felt like she was, um, or the old her, him, was dying and I would never know that person again. And I just thought like all these memories that we had growing up, like we used to play all the time. We used to, I mean, we still, we still hang out, but we used to, I don't know, play house because I, we were three or something. <laughs> or we used to go to the park and the pool and all these things that were never going to be the same because she wasn't going to be the same in my head. And I just, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So she came out or my mom told me that she was a, a different person and just in my head, at least she was a completely different person. And of course I was kind of naive then. I didn't know anything about the transgender process. Like just to give you a little backstory, like I've always been completely supportive of the LGBT community. Like I've been to pride parades. I'm a dancer and there's a lot of the LGBT community is like a really big part of dance um, and just the arts community in general. And I've always like, you know, I've learned as much as I can. I've always tried to be like respectful about it just because I am a cis female who I just like, there's no, I personally like there's just there's room for a lot of misunderstanding and over the years I've tried to close those gaps um, and I don't know when it hits you that hard you don't realize like how much you don't know and how much you're not prepared for because it's in your own family like this is where I live this is like the next room over um but anyway to keep going she There were, after I found out, there were a lot of difficult days afterwards. So it started with, I was unable to kind of like, like I walked around my neighborhood after she told me just because I needed to get out, I needed to get air, I didn't, I needed to think about things. Um, and I came back in and I was just dreading seeing her and for three days, I didn't see her and I didn't see the rest of my family without talking about it, which I just, I wanted to pretend it didn't exist. Like I was still so mournful and I was so confused and it's really kind of an awkward situation. I mean, especially with my family and especially because we live in this community that kind of shames people who don't practice this idea of like, masculinity and like a guy who like plays sports is kind of like valued you know over a guy who plays like an instrument i feel like which is so i don't want to say that but it's kind of like the toxic masculinity that exists especially within like a really close-knit i feel like suburb um 
school to me, like James River area. Um, um, it's just something I've seen, and it's something like at least I, I'm sure she's been aware of it since a very young age. She used to play soccer, and then she quit, and you know she used to get made fun of. Like, I don't know. I just, it's, and I think it's almost like she's going from a male to a female, so there is going to be like a lot of, in my head, there was going to be a lot of like shame thrust upon her family, especially upon her, but also like, I, I kind of have this like Victorian, like crazy mindset, like, and I have severe social anxiety. And so that was kind of like, I mean, it was to be expected. I have a therapist for social anxiety and we've talked it over, um, but you know, it's just, among among other things, that was like kind of the most one of the most difficult pieces for me um, was that public shaming that I thought we were all going to get. Like if it didn't happen out loud, it was going to happen in people's heads. Um, and I just anyway, I just stayed in my room um, and I practiced a lot of avoiding. I couldn't I couldn't see her. I didn't know what to say to her. I didn't know what to say to the rest of my family. It felt like we were fracturing. My family um, has never been kind of one to talk about our feelings super openly. Like we are, we talk about our feelings, but it's never in like this positive way. Or if it is, it kind of like gets joked about, like we're not super touchy-feely. And when we get touchy-feely, we joke. And that to me, it's like, this is not the situation to do that. Like, and so I just stayed in my room because I knew like my dad was going to say something that I like wasn't ready for, or my mom was going to, like, she's kind of pessimistic and she's been through a lot in her life. So she kind of earns, like she can be pessimistic if she wants, but she's been, she's been through it. So to her, this is kind of like just another thing, but she cried a lot those first three days, I think. And there was one, the, I think like the third day, um, she had been taking my sister, and it was new, new then, my sister shopping, because she didn't have any clothes, and she needed all new clothes, um, and she needed makeup, and I never even, I never even thought about these things, and like, she would walk into stores, and you know when people walk into stores and they are male and they buy makeup and people look at them and the cashier will look at them. And in my head, to me, that just sounds traumatic. But again, that's me being really afraid of judgment like my whole life. Like I've been conditioned to think these things. But anyway, um, she came downstairs and I was talking to my mom and she had been crying because she just said she t- took her shopping and then she just burst into tears. And and she was like, she can't know I'm crying. And so she ran to the bathroom and kind of hid from her. And she came down in these like new feminine clothes. And I was like, okay, um, I don't know how to feel about this, but I... It was the first time I could kind of talk to her. It was the first time I approached her. And I didn't cry. I don't know how I didn't cry. Um, but I didn't. Um, 
I just kind of like, we hugged for a minute. And she was like, are you okay? Or something. She just said like, do you still love me? And I, of course, like, the fact that I couldn't talk to her for three days because of whatever I thought other people were going to think. And all she cared about was if I still loved her because I hadn't, because I shut myself in my room or I avoided her and she didn't think I still loved her or she had it doubts about it at least. And so I kind of like, I felt really bad, um, as I should probably, um, but yeah. And she, she didn't know how to dress then, so in my head I was like, okay, we have work to do. So I kind of went into, like, big sister mode after that, and I was like, no, this is what you need to buy. Because, you know, I've been a female for so long. Like, I've had practice. Um, but I was like, this is what you need to buy. This is how we need to dress. And this we practiced this for months after. And, of course, she did her own thing. Like, of course, as she should, like... I just have my own specific style, and I was like, you could give this a try. Um, and I kind of, as hard as it was for me to transition, the fact that, like, I, not me transition, her transition, me being a part of it, like, I could stand there and watch her go through these things that I went through in, like, middle school, like, how to wear makeup. And the fact, I just, I just remember, like, how hard it was because, like, in middle school, I was, like, not necessarily, like, I was kind of outcasted because I had no idea how to dress and I had no idea how to do makeup because, like, I, I was new to, like, public school and all these girls were already dressing like they were, like, 20 years old, which is totally fine. That's, like, their whatever. That's their call. But I went through that alone and I had to discover, like, oh, people don't like me because I don't like these things, which is kind of messed up. <laughs> but I guess it's middle school. Um, and so I, I really pushed myself to fit into what all these girls wanted me to look like. I had to be that person for my sister. Because um, I had to do it all on my own. My mom didn't care about any of it. And I just wanted to give her whatever, like the same opportunities that, or the opportunities I wish I had gotten. And I was kind of that person that was like, buy this, um, this will help you. Like she skipped like all these awkward steps in between, um, like makeup wise. And I was like, you know, it felt good. It felt like I had a purpose and that just helped me. <laughs> that just helped me like, I guess, like, get into this place where I had I had a reason to be a part of all this, like, and I had, I had a reason to, like, to, like, not focus on how weird it was, but instead focus on where we could go from here, and that kind of helped me, but I remember, like, back, going back to, like, when she first wanted to transition, and my family, like, we didn't talk to each other for couple days and all of a sudden we were like going out to dinner with our family friends and I was like okay whoa have you told them like we need to debrief all our family friends we had to debrief other side like my dad's side of the family is well they were questionable like we didn't know how they were going to react because they live in a part of Virginia where the views are very specifically 
Republican and conservative, and we all know that they don't really smile upon the LGBT community at all if they even recognize it as a community. And of course, they were so nice and they were loving about it. Um, and I don't think they would have been like that if it were anyone else. Like, I think they would have made jokes, but because it was in their family and because we would have, we would have said some things or broken off from them if they had not accepted her. I think they did accept her. And I think, like, my grandmother, my sweet 80-year-old grandmother, had no idea what this was. Like, she's never seen it before because she grew up in what, like, the, the olden times, I guess. And she's she's what you would call she is a boomer actually she is a baby boomer she's the baby boomer times, um, and you know she just was accepting of it she didn't ask questions but she was kind of like a deer in headlights but she was so sweet um I wasn't there for that but anyway I was there for that one dinner and we all had to go and see our family friends and I just remember like before we had to go my dad was like said a joke and I was like oh my god like I haven't we haven't talked as a family and so like we were having family therapy like next week we would have gotten over this and he was like I was like no and then like my sister though she laughed at, at it I was like oh okay this might not be so hard but it was still weird because we kind of had to change our entire family dynamic and I would find out that that family dynamic it changed I think at least for the better because I think we're way more open about like I've had a lot of mental health issues I've had a lot of anxiety and depression episodes and I I used to not be able to ask them for like therapy or medication and now I'm like totally fine with asking them and they're totally fine with talking about it that's just those little things where we're more open with each other and we recognize and we deal with each other's stuff and we're not like weird about it and i just think that's a completely different dynamic i mean we're still kind of like we're still kind of closed off and my friends are like why doesn't your family ever talk to each other because i have friends who like see their families 24 7. i'm like i don't i don't know it's just different in some ways it's the same and in some ways it's different and it's i mean it's how i want it to be i think it's way better off because we're the way we are now and because of my sister um in going through this um but that's just been a really positive aspect of what's come out of it and then let's see um i've had to kind of change my roles a bit like i am i now have a sister i used to be the only girl and i would get spoils because i was the only girl and instead of me and my grandma going on shopping trips it's me, grandma, and my sister going on shopping trips and just things like that. Um, but again, like it's something I've gotten used to now. We have fights like we've been sisters our whole lives. And I yell at her for taking my clothes and my jewelry. And I'm the classic older sister. And you know what? I'm glad I got to experience that facet um, of life because otherwise I wouldn't know. And it's interesting. It's been, it's been eye-opening. <laughs> um, but so um from here i kind of want to we all know that that the world is not an accepting place um and that was kind of in like the back of my mind when from the moment she came out and i still stress about it to this day 
Um, but it's a it's it's a horrible place to be different, and I think the twenty first century we're pushing on societal norms. I mean, I feel like all the centuries people say they pushed on societal norms, and I feel like now we're we're getting somewhere concerning like the LGBTQ community. Um, and I like. I know she, so she had to, she had to go through these, like, she had to get her name changed on school documents and medical documents. And she had to get her name changed um, on her birth certificate. And thank God, Richmond, Virginia recognizes transgender people as legitimate because there are communities like North Carolina who do not. And, and I'm like all deep south, they don't. And that, it scares me because thus far we've kind of had like an easier time. Like there have been people who attack her just kind of outside the family and I'll get to that in a minute. But um, she's gonna have a more difficult time when she's older and I know that and I don't know how to prepare myself for that. Because I think the fact that I have these really beautiful, sweet, supportive friends, it's gonna, it's not gonna look like that forever. And I don't know how I'm gonna deal with it. All I know is like, if anyone tries to hurt her, I'm not gonna let it slide. Like, I've become a beast of an older sister. Like, I'm, I, I will, I don't know, like, it'll, it'll break me, but it'll, It'll make me fight, I think, a little harder. I just, when I, so when she came out, I mean, I, I cried to all my friends and I didn't know what it made me look like because I was crying to all my friends. And I, I went through like this whole identity crisis where like, I kind of hated myself for a couple of months because I had those initial like, like, what are people gonna think? Or like, are people still gonna like me? <laughs> I just completely, berserk, but I, you know, it's mental illness, but I, I don't know, and I don't want to write it off because of course I shouldn't have said those things or thought those things, but I did cry. I cried and cried and cried. And my friends were like, it's okay to cry at first because it's so close to you. But I felt uncomfortable about it for months after, like I didn't let her see my friends. I went on this field trip and this guy I know was talking to me because he knows my sister when she was a he and she, he was talking to me like how is so and so and it was little things like that if like people if people said like her old name i like felt this obligation to to you know kind of tell them like no like it's not that anymore and I, of course I didn't, but I, I knew I was doing wrong when I did it, but I was just so scared of what people would say and what people would think. And I already have like kind of a difficult time making friends. I didn't want to like, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to draw the attention to myself. And I didn't want people to judge me because I don't know their political views and that, that scared me. And I didn't want to lose friends over it. And it sucks. And I know it sucks. And I, I really had to like kind of figure out who I was and I didn't want to be 
I didn't want to be one of those people who just treated her like she was an embarrassment. And for a while I did. And I went through, like, I went through the biggest identity crisis. Like, I couldn't even look at myself. Like, I, I, I just, I hated myself because of the way I was treating her. And I mean, she was like, I mean, she had no idea, but in my head, I was like, this is, this is messed up. And I knew that, and I wasn't doing anything. But over time, you know, things kind of smoothed out in my brain. Like, if she, if she can go to homecoming and address and tell the world, like, she's this person now, and my family and my family friends, then why do I stress over such little things every single day? Like, she's the most open person I know. And she just completely inspired me to kind of change who I, change how I see the world and change who I, I wanted, I wanted to go forth. Like, imagine like being in society and not caring what people think about me. Like to me, that idea was foreign until I realized like the risks she was taking and how like brave she was about it. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for her to do that for, for her for doing that because I'm just, I can, I, like, I made all these friends this year and I'm not afraid to give my opinion. And I'm just, I had this big political, like, awakening and I give my opinions all the time. And I don't care what people think and it's fantastic. Like, I, I'm kind of, I'm a different person because of her and I'm a different person for the better, I'm glad. Um, but back to those people who necessarily wouldn't be that, that like supportive of her. Um, I, I don't know what's gonna happen and I'm scared of those people who are gonna attack her on the basis of her identity or reject medical care, which I think is insane, but they're gonna reject medical care maybe in the future and I don't know I don't know what that's going to do to our family because it's going to hurt her. And I don't know what it's going to do to her because she's already in such a frat. Like, I, I guess she's not a fragile person, but I just don't want people to give her reasons to doubt who she is because she, she is exactly who she should be. Like, she is happy. She's the happiest I've ever seen her. Um, and I don't know. I just, I don't want to, like, there are, and it was a harder time, her transition was a hard, harder time for my brother and my dad because they have these really conservative friends who will openly make fun of transgender people. My brother went to a private school and there was one transgender kid and one of his friend's dads said something, like I think it was like in the car while they were, my dad and my brother and his dad and him were in the car, like the friend was in the car and he was like, why does my son have to be attacked for being straight and white um, just so this transgender kid can like be in our school? And I just thought like, that's the most, like how does he not understand that it's just not about him? And the fact that he thinks he's being like under fire, I just, it made me so mad to hear that. And my dad and my brother didn't say anything because like me, they were afraid of those people with those views and we all kind of had to go through this point where like, okay, who really matters here? Like who, 
and you know my dad since like not talked to those people um we have bases we have the we have the grounds to cut them off i'm glad we do because they are very politically i think not who we want to be associated with um and then my dad's friends of course like knew her when she, she was a hate and would kind of still stay like really like politically right-wing conservative things concerning the LGBTQ community um, around him. And my dad just wouldn't say anything. Or, you know, it was like, it was a whole process that we all have to go to. Like, who's really our friends, who's not? And of course, like, I had such an easy time because I have these really sweet friends and I do a good job of making friends. Um, who will not judge me and they all know um the people who are open-minded know and they're all accepting and it's it's fun it's fine we're all good <laughs> like we're at a place now where it's normal and we can talk about it and they'll listen and they'll give me good advice and it's just stuff like that and you know like I'm glad because I'm so glad the people close to me aren't the ones just looking at her and looking at her identity and thinking that's all she is, this like anomaly. When in reality, like she is, she's, first of all, the smartest person I know. She goes to Maggie Walker, um, which doesn't make you smart, but she is insanely smart. Like I have conversations with her and I can barely keep up. Um, she's extremely funny, um, just, just everything, it's just one big, like, she's really good at making these really sad and frustrating situations, and making me look at, like, the funny side of it, or the bright side of it, and I, you know, it's fantastic, like, <laughs> I'm glad I have her as that kind of person, and then she's amazing, she's really musical, and she has, like, she can listen to a song, and she can play it on the piano in like three seconds flat. Or she can just play the violin and she started like a couple of years ago and she's already this like prodigy toddler for like little class. And I I can't even like and the fact that like some people in the world will see none of that about her and only look at her and think she's she's different. Like she's will only look at her and think who she is is a mental illness like that's the side that's the other side of it which to me is so sad and it's a complete loss of all the these like beautiful gifts that she was given and she could give to the world and then there are people who will just write her off just because of who she is which i think i don't know those people to me aren't worth it well, first, I want to thank you for coming on today and talking with me and just sharing your story with everyone. Um, it, you know, it's so brave to do that. And I thank you and your sister for being okay with the story being out there. Um, so I just have a couple questions for you. Uh, the first one is, I already know you said that um, you've already been really supportive of the LGBTQ community even before knowing about your sister, but how has the situation changed your views on the transgender community and just specifically them? That's actually, that's a really good 
question, um, I want to take this time to say that, like, well, okay, first of all, I had, I knew the transgender community existed. I was like, go off. Um, I never knew. I never knew, like, the little details they all have to go through. Like, they have to go through, like, a lot of them will choose to go through, like, a, like, getting hormones um, for their specific gender, or, like, becoming, like, a full transition person. They have to go through the stress of, like, I want my name changed on a document, and someone has the right to tell you no. And I think, to me, that was, like, okay she's gonna have to go through that and i don't know how people are gonna react and that's a lot of where like some of the hate comes from like which bathroom you use and just stuff like that um i kind of i kind of i kind of looked at all those details and i just kind of i sat there and prayed that she would not meet any like hateful people, especially in like our government, who didn't want to change her names or her doctors. Of course our doctors were in the government was actually really cooperative, so that was great. Um and I also we went to like this like family therapy session. There's a, a doctor in the city that um or therapist that kind of runs these support groups that my family my parents went to in these like sessions and she talked about and we were all there and she talks about how how ridiculous the transgender like the idea of being transgender is just like in your head and there's a lot of studies that actually show that it's and a lot a lot of people don't know this but it's not just kind of something that people will people will it's not just I'm going to say this in quotations. A mental illness. It's there's a so there's the private parts, and based on your private parts, people assign you a gender at birth. But there's a lot of like in betweens and anomalies within the body that like you could have genitalia, and then you could also have like there's a difference between the male and the female brain. Like you could have a certain genitalia and have this like this this brain that says you're female when you have a, like completely different parts like of your body and you know like it's little things like that and your doctors obviously don't look at this little difference in your brain or there's like you know there are women with like te like testes like inside of them like and you don't know the doctor doesn't know that when you come out. And they find out that later. <laughs> they find that out later. And like, <laughs> so it's all very like the whole idea of signing someone a gender at birth is very much like looking at the person when they come out and just writing it on a slip of paper. And they're supposed to be that way for the rest of their lives. Like, it's in, like, and that's just regardless. Like, you can be whatever you want to be, and people should respect that. But there's also these different like bodily like quirks that maybe are different in you than they were would be in the next person of the same like given gender at birth. And like people only see it as like a black and white situation without doing any of that kind of next level research. And 
I didn't understand that, but when I learned that, I was like, huh, makes sense, you know? And so I just, I, I didn't know that about the LGBTQ community, but there's all these like resources that no one is willing to look at um, because they just want to immediately like put states like North Carolina, they just want to immediately say like, no, this is not how it should be. This is not how the world has always been. Let's oppress these people and make them feel like outsiders because they don't know anything about them. They don't know anything about any of the research and you know, their teacher, oh my God, there's a person at her school who openly posts on Twitter, like the radical LGBTQ agenda as if it were just like, <laughs> as if it were just like people out making this whole thing up. And it's not like, it, there's legitimate scientific research and there's just historical knowledge that this has been going on forever and people still want to call it like mental illness and i don't know like i think it would be cool if i were a part of that research one day or if i, don't know, I went into some sort of field where i looked at the history of all of it because it's real and people still refuse to like accept that i don't it's just there's a whole other there's a whole other world within the lgbtq community and research opportunities um, and I just think that's really cool. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, is everything you just said, but also just the fact that people are so uneducated on. <laughs> well, it's not even that they're uneducated. They just don't even try to educate yeah, themselves. They don't try to educate themselves to begin with. And then mm-hmm. it's just, it creates this whole it it's it honestly disgusts me <laughs> the fact that people yeah. don't accept uh, people people like patterns and they want to see this yeah they want to see this like pattern within people um and so part of me is like okay it makes sense but when are you gonna that sounds mean but when are you gonna grow up and realize that the world isn't the way you think it is yeah like, get out and learn about people before you make these like judgments of how people should be mm-hmm. like they, whatever it's frustrating i i totally agree with you on all of that and i know where you're coming from here but um another i know you mentioned um you know just a couple minutes ago that your family went to therapy and you did like group therapy together and your parents went to um little you know their groups I just was wondering if you could elaborate on that and how that experience was to go to therapy with your entire family and if that was really positive and helped you guys. Um, if you you know would recommend that to other people who might be going through a somewhat similar um, situation. Yeah, definitely. So we went to, I think, like a day or two of family therapy and my parents thereafter went to a support group um, just with a whole bunch of parents who had teenagers and kids that were you know, coming out to be transgender. And honestly, like, I don't know where my family would be if we hadn't, because that was, we are not communicators. As I said, we don't communicate our feelings very well. Um, We're all kind of introverted and awkward. um, But we went to this therapy and the whole thing, 
it was about my sister and my sister got to set the terms like if we hadn't gone there like we wouldn't have heard my sister's side of it and we wouldn't have heard like how she wanted us to deal with it and how she wanted us to, like tell society or introduce her coming out to society which her answer was like oh it's fine i don't care which is i mean that just shows how like cool and open she is like she's just brave i don't know how she is that way when i am such the opposite but um yeah we just it was a good way at least for us and the way we are to talk to her and get to know her because for three years she's been like this like with all her signs and we didn't know about it and so in a way we didn't really know the basis of who she is and it was kind of that like introduction period that the therapy kind of helped bring us into and it was i think it, like looking back it was just like this little blip in history but it was just like really monumental thing for our family um down the line and i'm glad we did it and i i'm sure my parents were like happy to know that there were other parents going through the same thing because when it happens people don't talk about this kind of thing which i think is insane but when it happens you don't know if you're like others and you don't know if you're like if you're like doing this alone and you want to you want to you have reassurance that you're that there are people out there who know what you're going through and want to help you and that was a support group and i'm glad they went to that because i think that helped them at least like in reference to like telling their friends and stuff that helps them realize like that yeah. like nothing's I, wrong they're just gonna have to accept it yeah, definitely and they have like obviously it's a completely separate type of um group but i mean they have the same for like people who have lost family members who were alcoholics or like just you know they're like um alcoholics anonymous and all that stuff um, I'll probably end up going to that when I'm older because <laughs> for being <laughs> um, but no, I didn't even know that they had support groups for, um, you know, parents of transgender children or just all that stuff. So I'm glad that they have that because, you know, it's, it's hasn't been normalized yet, which it should be normalized in our society, but not yet. So, you know, parents who, you know, they are accepting of it, but like they just don't know how to go about it or they just are confused. I think that is definitely very helpful for everyone. Um, and in your response, you did touch on this a little bit as well, but, um, before she came out, would you, I, I know you told me that you thought that she could be in the LGBTQ. So in that community, but you didn't know where or how she would, you know, what she identified as or anything like that. So would you ever, years ago, did you ever suspect that she could be transgender or was that like not even on, on your brain? (laughs) I, if I thought about it at all, I completely was like, I completely wrote it off because I was like, that's crazy. That would never happen to us. Um, But I thought maybe she was gay and I, of course, even like thinking it, I was like, no, I don't think that, I don't think that's true. But like, she went to theater, or she did theater as a middle schooler, and she was she has a really nice voice, like she has good pitch, and 
she's good at acting and she just really liked the community i think it really fit her um yeah it really fit her um for like who like she was kind of discovering herself like musically too because she was transitioning from like being a soccer player to doing like total music like music kind of person and that kind of helped her trans transition um and that, i saw this one place she was in and it was aladdin and she, she's always been my afterwards my friend's mom came up to me and she was like she's a very pretty boy and i was like uh <laughs> like i didn't really know what to think about that um but i think they probably suspected a little bit earlier than i did and, um and of course i was so blind i should have seen it um but there were like little telltale signs like she didn't cut her hair she wouldn't like take her shirt off while swimming and i was like oh that's weird and i kind of like i was that person that was like take your shirt off and swim and she was like no and i was kind of i probably was completely unhelpful because i was just pushing what's what people in society would have said unto her and i of course regret that looking back um but yeah i definitely should have seen it and there were signs beforehand and my mom kind of knew because of this one thing um but she kind of like wrote it off too like and so when it actually happened and when she came out completely it was like oh like we had no idea when of course there were all these things that were literally shouting in our faces and so i, I don't know and of course like we didn't know where to see them because we had never done this before um but yeah there were definitely there were definitely instances and we were just kind of blind to them yeah, and that's obviously totally okay that you were blind to them. Because I feel like if I was in your situation, I'd also be blind to them. Just not, because that's not always the first thing that you think of when you think of um, a family member. And you think of them being a little bit different than other people, you'd fully go like, oh, they're transgender. Definitely. But then looking back, you can definitely yeah, just see the signs and all that. I used to never be able to visualize her as like, an uncle to my children or something like i used to never be able to like see her as a male older and i was like how was that gonna look like because she's not like my uncle and she's not like my dad and so how is that gonna look going forward and of course like that makes sense now as to why i couldn't really visualize it <laughs> yeah that <laughs> i'm and now you that's that's what that um okay so the next question that i have for you is um concerning your social anxiety and i know you had you know touched on it before but i was just um and i know you were saying how obviously because of your social anxiety and having your sister you didn't really know how to go you didn't know how your friends were going to react so that made you anxious and scared and you did not know how other people are going to react but do you think that in a way it helped like having her helped you because she made you realize like I shouldn't care what other people think of me I shouldn't you know I can go share my opinions and I can make new friends because if she can do it why can't I and yeah do you think no yeah it's exactly yeah it's it was exactly kind of 
you're coming out a lot. No, it was exactly um like that. Like I had I had like um these months to grow into like who I am. And that was kind of my goal this year to like figure out who I am so that I can apply to colleges based on who I am. And I had no idea who I was because my whole life I've just been this like kind of mix of what other people wanted me to be. And I think it was like I started to talk in classes more and I think that was like one of the biggest telltale things like who cares if someone doesn't like what I say. Like they can get over it or they can judge me, but I don't care. Like like that used to be like the biggest thing in my life was social anxiety. Like I used to have such a difficult time making friends. And like Ireland, I wouldn't even know you if I was still in kind of that like state of mind. Um I just like I've always had these like problems that her sister never had because she's never like had a second thought about what people said about her. Like in middle school she was in Dungeon and Dragons Club and just club and I was like of course I was like that like judgmental older sister like okay weird <laughs> of course like that's just who she is and I'm so glad that she pursued that because now she knows who she is 100% and she like she like has all these hobbies and things that make her really happy and I wouldn't want it any other way because she's so happy right now exactly who she is and of course like years of being like somebody else and having these anxieties about who I am um I've kind of come to realize because of her that I'm gonna be happier if I just be myself the moment she came out the smiling like she had never smiled like years prior she was just like like really kind of pent up like she was angry a lot I remember or like she was kind of like you know, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I think a lot of that is just being a teenager. But um, she had, like, the moment she came out, she had this like big smile on her face. Like when she came downstairs that one day, and those, and it was my first time seeing her like wearing a skirt. It's like, oh my, this is who she is. She's so happy right now. And I, I don't know. I looked at that and I thought, God, I want. It's like I want to be happy. I want to be, I want to, <laughs> I want to know who I am and be so okay with that, that I am so happy and nobody can tell me otherwise. And a lot of that has been like distancing myself from people. Um, my last question is just, if you have any advice for someone who might be in your exact situation or, um, you know, if in a similar situation, what things that you've learned that you think might help somebody else? Um, I would say that it's okay. I'm saying this from a f- someone whose family kind of was put into the situation. I would say that it's okay to cry. And it's okay, it's okay to not know how to approach it because you've never dealt with this before, most likely. Um, you just, you have to give yourself breaks. You, you can't expect yourself to be perfect and react perfectly all the time because you're only human. I would just say that, like, 
as long as you're in the end you love this person the same as you've always loved them then there's then you're everything's gonna be okay <laughs> because again i did go through that period where like i hated myself for how i reacted and i mean it was i'm looking back and I'm allowed to feel those things as long as like I legitimize who she is, I recognize who she is, and I come out the other side of it like so glad that she's happy. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not to harp on those like little moments in between. Yeah, thank you. I think that's some great advice. Honestly, I've never been through that, but I think that will really help um, someone mm-hmm. out there. Um, so just thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and just sharing your amazing story with <laughs> with not only myself, but with the whole world. And we all just really appreciate you. Hey, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. It is such an amazing and moving story. Um, I have a couple of friends and people that I know who are in the transgender community and I just, my heart goes out to them because I know that just being themselves is not easy and it already puts them in a difficult place in the world because there are so many judgmental people out there, but I just hope that everyone and the transgender community as well as the LGBTQ community know that this is a safe space for them. And I love them. I know everyone at James River, we love you. Um, and you're safe here. Also, I just wanted to mention, there's a part in, her, in my guest story where I cut in and, and say, I think it's like something like her sister that's just because my guest accidentally said her sister's name so I had to cut in there I know it probably sounds super weird but I don't have any bleeping effects so I did that I hope it doesn't sound too strange I just want to explain it a little bit it's kind of funny but um so that's why that's like that anyways but yeah I really hope that you all enjoyed this episode and if you would like to leave a review that would be super awesome for the podcast Um, Give it five stars, four stars, whatever you would like to give it. (laughs) And leave a comment as well. You can follow us on Instagram at humansofjrpod. Um, You can DM me on there. You can also email me at um, humansofjamesriver, or sorry, humansofjrhs at gmail.com. That way, if you know, you can DM me, DM me, email me if you are interested in speaking on the podcast or if you just want to talk, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here for all of you for literally anything. Um, I am here if you need someone to talk to. Please remember that. Um, so those are our socials. Um, if you haven't visited our website, it's www.humansofjamesriver.com as well. We are currently searching for sponsorships, so if you, if your business or your friends with someone who runs the business who might be interested in collaborating and sponsoring the podcast, you can also DM me or use my email and email me. Um, either way works. And yeah, also I would love to hear any feedback you guys may have 
for the season. What am I doing good? What am I doing bad? What can I improve on? Um, I just hope that I am putting out the best content. Well, I am. I'm trying to put out the best content that I can for you guys, and I just really, really hope that you are all enjoying it. Um, yeah, so that's it from me. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, and I look forward to putting out a new episode in two weeks. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye.